I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Like victory. G'day listeners, welcome back to Full Metal Movie Reviews, it's your host Sandboy, and this week we've got another flashback episode. It's the 1998, um, I want to say cult classic, but not a mainstream hit, um, it's the one of the first Marvel movies, 1998, Wesley Snipe vehicle, Blade, with me to discuss all things half vampire, half human. Is the co-host with the most phones? How are you, buddy? Yeah, yeah! Um, Freaking excited, man! We're talking Blade. We are talking Wesley Mother Canucking Snipes, man. Super underrated martial arts action star. Heaps pumped you picked this movie. So glad I had no time to rewatch it in full. So I just skipped through, watch all the action sequences. Can't wait to talk about it. I love Wesley Snipes. I love his style. I'm excited, man. Excited! All right, and the reason why you've got no time, uh, I called a shotgun pod, and we're doing this um, shotgun sort of off the cuff, is because uh, over the weekend we had the San Diego Comic Con, and part of that, uh, I guess, press junket, we had the news, the great news, that Blade was getting remade with Marcella Ali or Marshala Ali, rather, starring in the reboot. Juicy, juicy, juicy. Before we get into the 1998 Wesley Snipes version, the original, the classic, Anth, what's your take on this remake news? I know you don't like superhero movie, um, superhero films, but are you happy that this is getting another go around, or what? What's your thoughts? Oh, no, the first one's perfect. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy it's getting another go around, Sam. You know what? It's Blade, and it is what it is, man. It's it's twenty years old now. Yeah, it's twenty twenty fucking one years old. Um, so it's had its twenty first birthday. What a better time to reboot it? At least it's not like Spider Man, where they have a new reboot every like five years or whatever. Um, so that that's good. I'm happy bringing a new audience in. Um, they did try a TV series not long after Blade Trinity, and that tanked. So you know, bring, bring a new audience in, refresh. It's going to be part of their little. Is it Phase Four, Sam? Is that what it's? Part yeah, of? correct. So um, Kevin Feige, uh, Feige. Rather, um, announced a whole whole slate of new films that were going to be um, released on the upcoming Marvel schedule, and Blade is one of them, obviously, but I have some reservations in the sense that I love who they've cast as Blade, that's no problems, 
but I don't want a PG blade. Mm. I want a I want a at least a um I don't know, was it was the original blade M? I believe it was it was uh American R, so I'm I got the oh, DVD MA. right that's here. MA. 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 So that's um yeah, that's R. So that's what I want. I want that that I want that version of blade. I want it has a fucking, to be. It has to be. Adult version of blade, not a fucking PG PG Blade, where there's quips and jokes every two seconds. There's no blood. Um, he's not killing vampires. He's killing like gargoyles that aren't human. And at the end, it's him fighting some sort of big monster that shoots out blue into the sky. No, no, I don't want that. I want Blade versus vampires, blood everywhere, and him it's just. It's got to be raw. Raw. That's it. Exactly. I want raw. And you know why it's got to be raw? Is like. <sighs> It's. I'm not going to say Blade's realistic because it's not. But if you compare it to the other superhero movies of the time, I mean, it's just one big bad motherfucker walking around, sidekicking dudes, and like, mind you, I didn't read any of the comics, but it's just, it's it's just that that raw, visceral, straight up. No thrills action. I mean, we can talk, we'll talk about the CGI later, but just like no thrills action. Like just no straight. I mean, no like, I don't know. It's a freaking donut without the sprinkles. It's really good. It's just straight in. Taylor's rock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, just kill it, man. It's just oh, straight in. You know what you're getting. That That's what they need to do. They need to stick to that raw thing. Now, with the whole Disney thing, Sam, do you reckon, do you reckon they'll be able to get that? No, no, no. That's it's going to be PG, but at least they got a good blade. I mean, oh, who knows? I mean, that's my only, that's the only reason why I'm a bit skeptical. But overall, I'm for it. Um, mm. I personally, my personal preference would be to have a blade four with that with Wesley Snipes, but he's oh man, on another planet. <laughs> How old is that dude now, by the way. Theoretically, yeah, he's probably is on another planet. That guy. How old is he? Shit, man. Fifty six is not too bad. I mean, nah, it's not too bad. That's not too bad. I mean, he's still a very good martial artist and competent martial artist, so I, I reckon he could do the job. I, I, I love Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes has had some of my f- most favorite films of all time. White Man Can't Jump. Brilliant. That's like the brilliant. Passenger 57. Money Train. Um, Money Train. Demolition Man. Oh, Simon Says. Uh, now you're testing me. He... New Jack City. Hey? New Jack City. Oh, New Jack City was a bit shit. <laughs> but he was in it. That's all that matters. Um, Blade Two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Blade Two. <laughs> no, but that's the thing about Snipes. Snipes oh, had... U.S. Marshals. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, U.S. Marshals. He was in the yeah. the fan, which was yeah. all right. Yeah. The Expendables Three. Okay, now we're now we're, now we're picking right. at it. But we'll, would, we'll talk, we'll talk about Snipes that. after. I would have been, been down for that. But I mean, alas, Hollywood only moves one way, and that's um up. With the times, not down. I don't. I don't know anything about this new blade. Well, no, it's just announced. That's all. That's all we have. To no, 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 no. The um, the actor. What do you mean, Marshella Ali? Yeah, I don't know anything about Marshella him. Ali. Um, he's a, he's a great actor. He's been in heaps of shit. Um, he was um, I know he played uh, that. Is it was a Netflix that had it that other Marvel character? Uh, yeah, Luke Cage. He's a bad guy in that. He was, he was probably the best part in that, to be honest. When he died, that series died. True Detective, um, the Green Book. Green Book is a fantastic movie. Fantastic movie. I love that movie so much. Um, 
this isn't the sort of demographic to talk about Oscar bait movies, but <laughs> it's 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 one. It's just a li- lovely story about two people um, in difficult circumstances bonding. Um, and why don't we? We should talk about these type of movies. We could get like a whole. Oh, you have know? you seen Green Book? No, it's what? not the right demographic for me. Uh, Spider Man <laughs> into the Spider Verse. He was cool in that. Um, Alita, Battle Angel. I know you hated that film. He was in that. Well, we we hated it together, mate. Um. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, he's been he's a shit. He's a house of cards. Uh, yeah. He's he's a good actor. He's 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 the real deal, man. This guy is a real deal. But he's only he's forty five. And what do we how old do we say Wesley Snipes was? Oh, he's in Predators. That's where I know him from. Uh, Wesley Snipes. You said he was in his fifties, like fifty five or something, or fifty four, something 50, like that. Yeah, fifty six. So I mean, he's ten years younger. So mm, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I guess you couldn't have Michael B. Jordan because Michael B. Jordan was um, the villain in um... Black Panther. Yeah. Anyway, didn't he, right. didn't he also star in that crappy Fantastic Four remake? Yeah, that was terrible. And, they, and, and then said, they, they announced another Fantastic Four. I don't get why people cringe. This is how insane Marvel fans are and how much they are about the culthood of fandom. Like Marvel, Fantastic Four suck. Their origins, mm-hmm. their origin story sucks. It's a weak ass comic you give to a six year old, so you can. It's not too violent, not too graphic that they can enjoy. It's not a. It's it, why are people creaming over Fantastic Four? Like the, it's fucking terrible book. It's a horrible, horrific book. Sick. It's like 60s, 70s bullshit. That's all it is. It's why are people care so much about Fantastic Four? A family going into space and coming back with superpowers. My God, far out. That's so. It, it makes no sense why people in 2019 care about this property. Well, Sam, it's fantastic. I have, none of the Fantastic Four movies have been good. Dude, none I'm of the kidding. comics are good. I don't care what anyone tells me. And, um, yeah, it's it's boggling that they're actually worrying poor, about this. And not poor Man's man. Hulk. Poor Man's Hulk in that one. The thing, exactly, is like, I smash, bro, 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 fuck off. Flame, the torch. Wow, cool. It's clobbering time. Mr. Elastic. Whoa, that's a dynamic power. Cool. <laughs> Stretch Armstrong. Oh, Shit's all over that guy. Fucking Mrs. Whatever. I can go invisible. Oh, cool. Like, it's so... It's boring, <laughs> man. It's so dumb. And the Anyway, I, I don't know. Um, so let's jump into 1998 version of um, Blade. Um, so as you mentioned, of the superhero films of the time, the 90s wasn't a great decade for superhero films. We had a couple... Oh, no, Batman was 89. So, Batman Returns was around 92. Um, we had some weird sort of affiliation for, um, or I guess not affiliation, but there was this weird sort of trend in Hollywood that you had like comic book properties, but not mainstream ones, and ones based on books that were set in like the 40s and 50s. So, we've got like The Rocketeer in the 90s, um, The Shadow in 94. Yeah. Uh, Phantom in 96. Uh, what else? You also had The Crow in 94. Yeah, The Crow. Uh, Judge Dredd. So we had, like, Batman and Robin. All, like, it wasn't a lot of... There wasn't a lot of good films that uh, that were superhero properties. And then, I guess of the time, they're very 90s-ish. Very 90s-ish. Very 90s-ish, but also they're not... They're more for an adult demographic 
Uh, I would say Batman and Robin definitely isn't. But, and well, no, no, no. Well, Batman and Robin, I kind of put a bit. So, a bit. Of, uh, I guess it was around that '98 time. Eh? It was '97, wasn't it? Batman and Robin. But um, we saw Batman forget Batman forever together in the movies. Yeah, yeah. All right, no, I can see we got. Well, Batman did swing it that yeah. way. But if you look at Tim, Bur- if you look at Burden's original, and then you know even um, uh, the second one, whatever the. Batman Forever. Wasn't Batman Forever oh, with... Batman Returns. Um, Batman Returns. There Batman came out in 89. And then yeah, Returns right. came out in like 92 or some shit. Yeah, so it was like half of the 90s were full of like these graphic novel kind of um, darkish um, comic book characters for a more adult demographic. And then later on in the 90s, around the time Blade came out, so this kind of shits all over my argument here. Um, (laughs) is when, uh, you know, is when they got a bit more kid-friendly, but you still had, uh, like, Spawn. Do you remember Spawn? Yeah, Spawn came out the same, around the same time. And I do, I want to bring up Spawn because there's two actors that I really want to talk about at some point. Um, But um, But we also had, like, Steel with fucking Shaq. Yeah, that that was, fuck. So the 90s had plenty, plenty of bad um, superhero films. Like they're finding their way, really, because roll around to 2000. That's when you had um, X Men, and then you know Spider Man. Yeah, Spider Man X Men really um, saved the genre because they weren't they were just dying in the ass pretty much. Every superhero film that came out just had no traction whatsoever. Like Tank Girl, that that was a comic book and that died. Um, yeah. What else? Uh, the Mask, that was a comic book um, that came out in 94. That was pretty popular. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't... There wasn't a lot of good films, to be honest. Um, and this is probably the best superhero film. I would not say... I would not, I'm not going to go as far to say all time, but I would say definitely of the 90s. And it's the best, best superhero film that probably is skewed to an adult demographic, with the exception probably of the Dark Knight. Agree with that? Um, no. Uh, no, <laughs> name me one better. Blade, Blade Two. No, uh, I said Blade. I said this is the best one, probably with the only exception being the Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I don't agree with the Dark Knight thing. Oh, I reckon the Crow. Is better than the Dark Knight. Okay, you're tripping fucking balls because the crow is okay. The crow it's, gets mad love, but it's it gets not, mad love. It's, it's and, not. It's not a good uh, film. Nah, I think it is. I think it's better. I mean, yeah. Dark Knight kind of slips yeah. away. It's it's a Heath Ledger. It's amazing, but get that freaking two face in there, and all of a sudden that quality dips, man. You can't argue with that. Whereas a crow is solid from start to finish. There's no dipping. Yeah. See? <laughs> Silent. Um, I'm having technical difficulties. I nah, see, he's saying he's having technical difficulties, but what it is is that he's just realized that I am right. No, no, Boom. the crow sucks. The crow has a villain <laughs> Whoa. that wants to bang his brother, her sister or something. Um, yeah, it's, it's good. It's artistic, but the action sequences suck. Uh, the, the the special effects are shit. Um, 
No, it was made in '94. Uh, the the premise of the story is okay, but it's that kid that you just want to fucking punch in the head. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I, a guy. Let's just agree to disagree. I, I can't see. I don't see the crow being. No, no, that's right. You can't agree on everything, but what we can agree on, <laughs> what we can agree on, is Blade is pretty damn good. Oh, Blade's the best. Okay, let's let's get into it, man. Let's get in fucking. Let's get into the nitty gritty. Um, what's your favorite favorite part of Blade? <laughs> My favorite part part of Blade is uh, uh, when he's in the hospital. Um, it's really it's just it's one small bit, but I rewind and I play it over and over again. He's in the hospital. Uh, the guy he just fried. Um, has gotten up. He's bit the um, the main actress. I've forgotten her name at this point. Um, and bitten her ex boyfriend or whatever, killed her ex boyfriend. And he's on the run. He saves saves the main actress, and then uh, the cops start shooting at him and shoot the vest. And just Wesley Snipes just goes, "Motherfucker, you out of your damn mind!" And it's just like because Blade is such this cool, calm, collective character. And he just like loses his shit at one point, but in like this sarcastic, like he just Blade. What I like about Blade is that he's real serious, but when he's fighting and when he's in the when he's in the moment, he just has this like this sass about him, and it's like when he's just like motherfucker out of your damn mind. It's just I love that. That's my favorite bit. I know the fact that he swears as well. Oh yeah, that, that's awesome. Like he just just cusses out these guys. They're meant to, you know, he's meant to be fighting for them, but really he's just like, you can tell he just wants to stab them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. So let's not get confused here. Blade is sort of like an anti-hero in the sense that he has one mission to kill to kill vampires. That's the only thing he cares about, and he won't he won't be stopped in his mission. So. Whilst he has that in the background, he also probably doesn't give a fuck or he's, he's somewhat removed from humanity. I wouldn't say he doesn't care, but he just... The only thing he cares about is probably Whisper. Um, and that's it, really. And that friendship he has with him. Whistler, sorry, not Whisper. Whistler. Yeah, Would you agree with I was that? It's going to jump in there. Yeah, no, I agree with that 100%. He, um, and it's pretty clear when... Uh, 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 God, shit, man. I was just a mental blank to the max. Save me, IMDb. Save me. Who? Uh, Deacon. When Deacon Deacon has the, um, yeah, yeah, when he has the the little girl up, when he's got all the sunblock on, he's got the little girl in his hands. Mm, Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. No, no, but he, you know, Blade still takes a shot with him holding mm, the girl. Yeah, true. So he still saves the girl's life after Deacon throws her through a freaking popcorn machine. She should be dead from that. But anyway, um, you know, Blade still takes a shot. So Blade's priorities are, you know, kill, you kill know, vampires. Kill vampires. First, yeah. um, and he, you know, he, but he does save, he does save the girl. So he does kind of like have this good side about him, but you have to really push his buttons to get there. When he um, sees Karen, the only reason why he saves her initially is because he relates her to his mum that he obviously, you know, lost when he was born. Um, do you want to give a? Do we need to give a brief rundown of what Blade nah, is? People know this, surely. People know it. Damn right, you know it. And if you don't know it, you got issues. Google this shit right now. Watch it. 
buy it on VHS. Um, yeah, so he sees Karen like boom straight away, and you can tell he's kind of thinks he made a mistake when he's done it as well. Uh, <laughs> I love when he throws her off the building. Hey, hey, I got to rescue you. Throws her over like nothing into a pile of rubbish. Dislocates her shoulder. Freaking killer. Um, What's your favorite bit? Good question. Um, so my favorite bit is the opening sequence. So the movie mm-hmm. starts in 1967 and a pregnant woman is attacked by a vampire causing her to go into a premature labor. Um, the doctors are able to save her baby, i.e. Blade, but the woman dies um, of an unknown infection, so we think. 30 years later, 1997, the, that child has grown up to be a vampire hunter, Blade, and basically the film opens... Um, some guys getting dragged to a underground nightclub or rave, I guess you'd say, um, behind a butcher or a meat packing plant. And this was probably the this was a very this is very much nineties culture. People so in the nineties, people used to um, have like these big big sort of um, warehouse parties that were called raves, and they were basically the location was kept secret and it was only released a couple of hours beforehand. And the reason why it was kept secret is because there was so much ecstasy there. It was just all about taking drugs and listening to music till like 7 a.m. And just basically having a good time. So these raves um, were sort of, I guess in 98, not dying out, but they were, I guess they were getting replaced by big clubs, so big dance clubs. Um, And anyway, so... I don't know why I digress into what a rave was, but because um, these kids got to know, these kids got to know. So they got to know. This, this um, guy, poor guy, gets he gets dragged to this party, and he's just—it's a crazy party. It's got banging tunes, like techno, deep techno, double bass. Everything's gone crazy. Flashing strobe lights. It's a good party scene, and all of a sudden, sprinklers come on. And he thinks, oh, this is cool. It's like water. Everyone's going to get wet. It's going to be fucking awesome. But he starts to notice that the texture of the, of the water is really weird. And he, and he looks at his hand and it's, it's all blood. It's like blood, the consistency of blood. And he can't really see too well. But then, in, I don't know, maybe a minute, two minutes, basically all the vampires are feeding and they're going to a frenzy. And what he realizes is that they're all weird-looking vampirish people because they all turn into him and they all look into him. And you see this distinct image of them being covered in red blood and their fangs are out and they're all hissing at him and they start punching and looching at him. But before he can get bitten, guess who comes to save the day? Fucking Blade. And Blade just fucking opens up and there's... Like the techno music's going boom, 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 and he's just slicing and dicing, and it's probably some of the best action. And right off the bat, you know the tone of this movie is going to take your your balls to the wall or your clit to the floor and just stomp on it with cool, brutal action. And that's what I think we don't get. Um, a lot of these days is just gratuitous violence, but mixed in with, I don't know, just leather and techno music and strobe lights and cool-looking blood vampires and there's and Wesley motherfucking Wesley snipes. fucking mother snipes and he's got his um <laughs> his shotgun that shoots out the silver bullets and the vampires um disintegrate into dust and he's got his um the the 
the uh, stakes, the the um, silver stakes. He's just staking blokes left, right, and center. It's amazing. And um, the movie opens so intensely and so brilliantly. It just captivates you, and it probably like doesn't let you go for the whole two-hour runny time runtime. That's my theory, anyway. That's my favorite part. Yeah, man, you can't really can't beat that. I mean, my favorite part is you know pretty funny, but yours, the, you know, that's definitely like if I got to be serious about it. Yeah, that you, you don't get an opening, an introduction to a to the main character. You don't really get that like that anymore. I mean, he just no, you don't. He just starts killing. Oh, fuck. People disintegrating left, right, and center. Introduces um, one of the uh, Aaron boys, one of the other main villains throughout the film. He keeps uh, chopping off his hand <laughs> and lights yeah. him on fire. Um, you know, you get a brief rundown of uh, there's someone he's working for. So it gives you like that exposition, but it does it through action. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. there's like a head dude named Deacon, Deacon, De- Decan. Deacon Frost. Deacon Frost. I'm going to call him Decan. Decan. Because he can. He's got a can-do attitude. Um, and you know, like, there's a world out there of vampires and the people don't know about it. Like, fuck, man, come on. You can't. And that music, so 90s, so good. So good, man. Oh, I remember when I used be- to hit raves all the time, man. It's just what it was like. You know what I mean? You can't, <laughs> you can't beat it, man. You can't beat it. Um, It's... It's look. It's unapologetically. It is what it is. A time of a, a film of the nineties, right? But it's not. It's not cheesy. I mean, it still stacks up today. The action sequence, yeah, okay, they're not as cool as some sort of fight scenes we've seen since. But they're still very much um, real time fights. I think you know they're I mean? better. I think they're better. I, I think because well, oh, you can see the action. I guess it's it's, yeah, it's wide can, lens. Yeah, you can see you can see what's happening and like the, I mean, look. The only thing that brings it down to be you know be brutally honest is is the CGI. Um, yeah, CGI is very dated. It's very dated, and but that's the issue with ninety CGI is that if you look at ninety eight, if you look at Blade and you look at the CGI in that right, and then you look at two thousand two Blade two as well as um, Spider Man came out. And they uh, both use similar CGI in regards to the um, the 3D. Uh, it's like 3D animation of the main character. So they both use that. That at the time looked really cool. Fast forward a couple of years later, looks like looks like shit. You know, like the Matrix kind of changed the game of of that. And then the Matrix did it as well, and they started looking shit. And it's just like all that CGI up until they kind of found their rhythm. I would say, what, 2010 onwards is just dates really quickly. I would say, I would say it wasn't until about 2010-ish, 2008, when they started finding rhythm with decent CGI. But I would say anything uh, before yeah. that, just yeah, dates uh, real easy. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, Matrix is probably the only one that really had fantastic CGI, and that came out in 99. Um, yeah, but the se- the sequels, uh, they had those 3D... Like you know, yeah, the sequels just... aren't great. I know what you're saying. Um, yeah, you're probably right. Um, the CGI does let it down, but it, the good thing about it is that it doesn't really form the basis of the movie. Correct. So it's you not... look at you look yeah. at CGI and how it's used today. Like so, 
for Avengers Endgame, for instance, that whole and that whole final third of the film is all CGI, right? Mm. So it has to be good. It better be fucking good. Um, same with like, you know, something like Suicide Squad that came out maybe three years ago, or whatever it was. Fucking CGI. It's all CGI. It's just big yeah. monsters fighting big blue light in the sky. Um, this isn't that. This is just no. a. Mm, I'd say human story. Your story with human elements, because basically. Blade really wants to shut down Deacon Frost because he sees Deacon Frost as um, basically a, th- a threat to humanity because Frost wants to instigate a war against the humans and usurp um, humanity. And Frost has got two enemies in this. He's got um, Blade, who's obviously trying to stop him, and he's also got the um, True Bloods, the, the vampires that were born vampires. And what Frost is, he's a human-turned-vampire. So he's not considered a pure blood. So there's like a social class sort of thing that he's trying to fight as well. So it's just... And then at the end of the day, Frost um, turned Blade's mum and made him who he is. And he hates the fact that he lost his mother to this fucking arsehole. Mm. Um, and I'm pretty sure it's kind of implied that um, Blade's mum is one is one of Frost's sex slaves or something. Some weird, weird yeah, relationship. Made pretty obvious at the end there, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's, not, it's not implied. It's it's there. <laughs> well, yes, but you, well, we don't see her like as such. But it, yeah, she's been kept alive for him as a plaything. Um, yeah. Um, just a, another mm-hmm. point with CGI. It's used as a. In this movie, it's used as an exclamation point. So he's fighting normal people as vampires, and then when he stabs them, they burst into a CGI skeleton that disintegrates. Um, and at the end, in the end fight, there is a bit of CGI. It's nothing, you know, nothing over the top, but it's it's used it's used in to show the you know the power of the supernatural abilities, but not to make the basis. The basis of the action is pure stunt work with real people um, at, at its fine core. Um, so any CGI at the time was groundbreaking, like exclamation point, bam. Um, unfortunately, it's just it just gets dated so quickly um, in those late 90s, early 2000 movies. Hmm. Hmm. Um, I'd say the one thing that kind of does let it down is the final fight sequence. So Blade um, wants to stop Frost because Frost is obviously he wants to get he wants to start a war against humans, but in order to achieve this, he wants to um, summon the Blood God of La Magra or whatever it is. Um, and to do that, he has to go to this special temple. And long story short, the fight between Blade and Frost isn't very good. That's probably the one thing I'd have to say. I mean, because the actor. Who's that? Stephen Dorff. Yeah, Stephen Dorff. He's just a pretty boy actor. He's not a. He's not on Wesley Slipes' level. Look, good, a good actor, but yeah, you're right. I mean, in a real fight, Snipes got him hands down. But and he's not even told though. Like he's like I don't know. He just he wouldn't. Would he even come up to? But you do see him as a vampire. Like you do see him as like. when I think of vampires, like, I don't think of Twilight, but I don't think of, like, over-empowering, you know, six-foot-seven monsters. I think of average, kind of pretty, you know, seducing, sexy, in a way, sort of people. 
you know, pretty boys. That's Stephen Dorff is pretty much my vision of a vampire when I think of vampires. Yeah, like um, skinny but not. Like yeah, like I guess today's days in A and age, would be like a hipster. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Vampires um, are hipsters. Yeah, so I mean, he does a good job as a, as as portraying a maniac. By all means, he can act. I'm not saying he can't act. It's just that the fight, see, the fight is pretty. Um, well, at that point, at that point though, like, shit. How many epic fight sequences do we just go through? Like, as soon as Snipes breaks in, he fights those um, two two vampires, both of Asian ethnicity, mm-hmm. and like that might have been a, a short fight, but that was that was an epic fight in itself. And then as he goes through, you know, he's always in a battle after battle after battle. Um, then you get to the final fight, and there's that's when you get a bit more of the supernatural elements. But I think what makes that fight, all right, it's not the best one, but Snipes, not just his action, but also, and he does this throughout as well, but his mm. his facial expressions, his because he's cocky, he's confident. Like, in a fight, you're watching Blade, no one can beat Blade, right? And he and he knows it. So he's, you know, he's constantly he's moving his mouth. He's got a bit of swagger to him. He's he's telling the guys to bring it. He's got his charisma. He's he's awesome to watch. And then when he chops Deacon or Deacon in half, and he like goops himself back together, and Snipes just mouths, "What the mm. fuck?" You know, like. Mm. It's it's Snipes' charisma, it's Blade's charisma that makes every fight what it is. And I think with that, you know, it's, it's fine. I think it's a serviceable fight. You know, it's not the best, but I think just his charisma just pieces it all together. There you go. You're right. I can't argue with that logic. I agree one whole entirely. Um, uh, so um, here's a fun fact for you. Blade... The guy who wrote the comic actually sued the Marvel Studios. Hmm. Uh, well, no, I guess it wasn't Marvel Studios at the time. Um, maybe it was... Who actually released this? Um, I believe it was the same guys. Is it uh, New Line Cinema? Same guys as mm-hmm. Freddy Krueger? Yeah, which is which is owned by Warner Brothers. Okay. Um, they, sued, they sued Warner Brothers then. Oh, that's really interesting. Warner Brothers releasing a Marvel property. Yeah. Huh. Um, what a time we live in. <laughs> um, hey, you know what wasn't around when this came out? The freaking uh, comic flip book thing that had the Marvel logo going. I think did they? I think they brought it out for Blade Trinity though. But that wasn't out when. Um, and uh, Stan Lee making a cameo in every movie wasn't a thing then either. So no, 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 no sure. Um, so the guy sued um, Marvel and Time Time Warner, whatever. Uh, he was unsuccessful because he claimed... So, Marvel, for those who aren't in the know, uh, comic book companies were really shitty and they treated their employees really poorly in the 70s, 60s, and probably even up to the 90s, really. Basically, if you wrote a comic book for... for uh, a book for a comic book company, such as Marvel, Marvel claimed... Uh, ownership of that intellectual property um, that you created. So you weren't entitled to any royalties because you were technically 
um, brought on as either work for hire or a contractor, right? So basically, they contract you to make a book, but whatever output you came up with, they owned. So can, if you can imagine that, um, so we have a lot of a lot of uh, artists. Um, let's say you Stan Lee, for instance. People assume Stan Lee is a billionaire because he created Spider Man, right? He created um, Hulk, Fantastic Four, uh, X Men, whatever. The list goes on and on. He isn't because Marvel owns that, and he doesn't own anything of Marvel. He may own a stake, or may did may have owned a stake in Marvel Company, but and he may have been paid very well, and maybe sure eventually he got some sort of uh, kickback, but he's not super duper rich because Marvel owned that content. So, hmm. can you imagine that? Can you imagine that you're the? Um, I think even like one of the creators of Batman. So Batman was created by two people, um, Bob, someone. And <laughs> I just thought of um, Seinfeld, Bob Sacramento, Bob, Bob Sacramento. <laughs> um, <laughs> My name is Bob. Um, she, he created uh, uh, Bob Kane and Bill Finger. Bob Kane took ownership of it, and Bill Finger never got a cent. So it's 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 really like shitty, basically that. Um, that, that that this sort of thing was a common practice. Um, ba- and you could assume that you'd be very upset if a film makes 145 million or whatever it did at the box office at the time in 1998. Mm. That you're not seeing not even one million. You're not even seeing you're seeing well, not even seeing one cent. You're seeing nothing because you don't own the rights to your creation. Yeah, that's a bit crap. Um, and. Uh, that's what led to, I think, um, I'm not sure if it was Vanity or Image or Valiant or something. Um, basically, a whole bunch of artists got together, formed their own comic book company where they could then own their IP. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. So, that's a bit of a fun fact. And a secondary fun fact was that this movie was written by a guy that you should know the name of, David S. Goyer. He wrote such classics as Pet Cemetery 2, The Puppet Masters, The Crow, City of Angels. Um, yes, he wrote a lot of shit movies. Mission to also, Mars. He also wrote a lot of good shit too. Uh, Freddy vs. Jason, Blade yeah. 2, Blade Trinity. Uh, let's watch uh, Ghost Rider, The Invisible, whatever the fuck that is. Um, what are, what other piece of shit did you write? Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Jesus Christ, that's so good. <laughs> That was a classic. <laughs> uh, the birth of a nation. Don't know what that is, but like he's he's written some trash. Yeah, he's also yeah he's written some trash like uh, Batman Begins and The Dark Knight and oh did I just strike a nerve there? <laughs> this glass drinking just drinking a glass of water. Um, <laughs> yeah, but like Jumper, fuck me, and Ghost Rider. Um, Man of Steel, Jesus Christ. So, I know you like Freddy vs. Jason, but come on, man. <laughs> come on. Well, what's wrong with Freddy vs. Jason? It's amazing that this guy has... He didn't write Freddy vs. Jason, did he? Uh, where'd you, get, got, where'd you he, get that from? He's got uncredited, but he's, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, leave it like that. He doesn't want his name on that. 
<laughs> well, he definitely wrote Blade Trinity, so. Yeah, but we can get into that. I don't think it's his fault. Um, all right. <laughs> okay. So, Blade comes out. It, it is a modest hit. It's actually number one in Spain and Australia, of all places. Because we know good movies, man. Yes. Fuck yeah. Um, excuse me, I'm burping, but I can't. Oh, God. That's right, man. Um, you want to go over here. And um, it's a, a, a slow burn because it kind of stays up. And I don't think it ever gets number one in the US, but it definitely gets up there. Um, it definitely makes its money back. It's definitely financially a hit. So budget $45 million makes $131 million. Um, in 98, that's a lot of money, people, because there was no such thing as a foreign box office. China weren't buying movies. Um, it also then subsequently went on to spawn two sequels. Um, mm-hmm. We can briefly chat about them if you like. Blade 2 and then the third film, Blade Trinity. Now, this, I'll start saying Blade 1 is a perfect balance of action, maybe slight horror, because it does have some... F- pretty scary-ish mm-hmm. looking people. Yeah, give you that. Like, not intense horror, but, you know. No, no, I, th- I think I think it, it has a pretty good balance of actual horror in it. I don't know. Mm. Not um, bad. Not bad. Not and it does have some, it does have some jump scares, particularly in that scene um, um, where Blade, the, the chick goes to their apartment and that cop is there. Mm-hmm. And you don't you don't really think he's the one, he's working for the vampires, but it just goes to show that the vampires have roots. Um, yeah, man, got connections. Got connections everywhere. So then Blade Two comes out, and um, that was Guillermo del Toro. Uh, he directed that, and mm-hmm. that is more I'd say fantastical because it's not really scary, and and the action is actually toned down. Uh, sorry, the gratuity and the violence is, is, is toned down to be a bit more um, mainstream. So it's, it's definitely more polished, whereas Blade 1 kind of feels like almost like a indie artistic... Like, you know what I mean? It has a weird sort of... Always short and night. Yeah. It's not as polished. It's raw. It's raw, whereas Blade 2 is definitely more polished sort of Hollywood take. Yeah, they got the money. They got the money, yeah. Um... Does okay, makes money. Uh, it's an okay film. I mean, we can if you want to talk about Blade Two, you can talk about Blade Two. I mean, it's nothing great, but it's nothing bad either. Oh, look, just just sum it up like this. I mean, Blade Two is a serviceable sequel. Mm-hmm. I think you know it was it was good. It's watchable. It's pretty much two hours long, but it doesn't feel like two hours. Um, you know, it it is it is what it is. It's, it's good. Mm. It's good dumb fun. You know, it's a bit stupid that Whistler comes back but um yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> but that's um, all right they 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 control z that in the next movie um yeah so yeah. play to the premise is that the there's a new type of vampire that's taking that feeds on vampires i like that yeah oh, i thought it was interesting it's called a reaper or something mm. um and basically the vampires tear out team up with blade to take down the new breed of vampires or the reapers um but the vampires then turn on blade and Blade has to kill everybody. Um, it's got Ron Perlman in it, Hellboy. So that's yeah. Ron Perlman was wicked in that movie. Um, uh, Donnie Yen was in it, but yeah, he was yeah. wasted. I felt. I can't remember what he was. Oh, he, he was, was the guy just... that doesn't talk, right? Yeah, he's just a guy called Snowman. 
Yeah. Um, he just get does a maybe one or two action things and carks it. Um, so yeah, they wasted him. But um, I would have it would have been really good to see Donnie Yen and Wesley Snipes go at it. But you know, we can dream. Yeah, that would have been cool. Um, well, and, it's, and, right. and it's um, I think it's a longer film too. Maybe not. Felt yeah, like, felt I think it is. It's longer. Um, and basically, uh, excuse me. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it, it's cool. It's it's good. Like it's if you like Blade, you like Blade too. And then you get to Blade Trinity, this steam pile bullshit garbage film. Hey, hey, hey! No, I can't defend this pretty shit. So, <laughs> listeners, this is a time when Ryan Reynolds was so desperate to be in a Hollywood. Um, superhero film that he was pretty much putting his name on anything but at the time people Ryan Reynolds was also a cancer because every film he was in fucking sucked <laughs> and am I wrong? <laughs> so right <laughs> you can, like sorry like am I wrong or am I fucking look, right? look look even Ryan Reynolds knows you're right Okay, Ryan Reynolds would listen to this podcast and he'd just be like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Because he he brings it up himself in Deadpool. Like, he's made it. He's made himself pop culture of being a freaking magnet of shit movies. Fuck. Ryan Reynolds. Let's be be real. If you look at Ryan Reynolds, right? He was in um, uh, National Lampoon's Van Wilder, which was an okay film, but it's it doesn't stack up today. It's, you can't watch it. Unwatchable today. Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Uh, he was a cameo in that. Blade Trinity, horrific, like the worst cheesy action and just not good. Not good. Yeah. And, and then you have Amityville Horror, the remake. Yeah, that was, that was bad. That was just boring. Yeah. Smoking Aces, whatever the fuck that is. X Men Origins Wolverine. Oh mate, that mate, terrible, mate, terrible, mate. Hey, he's had a few goes of this Hollywood, uh, the fucking uh, being a superhero man. Because Green, Green Lantern, Green Jesus Christ, motherfucking so Lantern, Green motherfucking Lantern was such Green a bad film. Motherfucking Lantern. This dude has been in the DCU. He's been in the Marvel universe. He's been in his own fucking universe. Yeah, Buried was alright, but he was. R.I.P.D., another comic book movie that you didn't even know was a comic book movie until after you IMDb'd it to see why it was so shit. He was in that. Uh, Green Lantern was horrific. It was that bad. Oh, I think think R.I.P.D. is worse than Green Lantern. And that's... They're both really shit, but that's what I think. Mm. And then it wasn't really till Deadpool that he, like, you know... I guess got redeemed good. his career. Yeah, redeemed his career, man. Deadpool saved him because hmm. I mean he had a lot to prove. Oh, he was in the Hitman's Bodyguard. That was alright, but Samuel Jackson. You could put Samuel Jackson in anything, and it'd be alright. Actually, um, no. The latest Shaft movie was pretty shit. But um, oh, yeah. the Meg. I didn't mind the Meg. Um, so the Meg wasn't through- the Meg. Was he? No. What you said, shark movie? What shark movie was that? Shaft, shaft. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I see. I'm I'm, I'm Australian. I say shaft. Apologies. Shaft. 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 Oh, he's he's in ripped. Remember that? R.I.P.D. That's what I just said. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
I wasn't listening. <laughs> oh, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Sam boy <laughs> with the burn. Um, um, yeah. He's, anyway, so Ryan Reynolds, probably the thing though in, with that movie is Ryan Reynolds, you're like, why the fuck does Blade need sidekicks? Like, this doesn't make any sense. Why does he need a sidekick? Explain that to me. Nah, look, I think... Why does he need two sidekicks? Why does he what need them? Happened, what happened here is you talked about part two being a bit more polished. Part three was the freaking sterile um, second cousin inbred uncle of the first movie. It was legit, like, everything about it was bright, neon, you know, clean, crisp. It was just... Bleh. And they, I think what they tried to do is bring in those other characters because eventually what was meant to happen is like Ryan Reynolds' character and the Jessica Biel character, if I remember correctly, um, it's been a while since I've looked into my Blade trivia, um, they were meant to then spawn off and have their own spin-offs. That was like this, that was what was meant to happen. However, Mr. Wesley Snipes, this is when he started getting you know, a bit, how you going? Uh, he, he had a few issues on this film, Sam. He had a few issues. He didn't like his co-stars getting as much screen time. That's why, he, that's why he didn't appear too much. There was like a whole portion of this Blade movie that had no Blade. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, he was there was like stand-ins because he just wasn't there. They superimposed his face onto the stand-in's body because he just, yeah, wasn't there for shots. Um, and Blade, and I'm calling him Blade, like Wesley Snipes was apparently so hard to work with. Um, he wouldn't walk out of Australia. Then he would leave notes for the director, um, complaining about certain things, whether it's catering or, um, saying the director was racist for not letting his mate in or whatever. Um, again, these are all stories that, you know, obviously I've heard through the grapevine of the internet. So whether they're true or not, I don't know. Sue me. Uh, please don't. I have no money. Um, you know who uh, the director was? Uh, the director of this was uh, yeah Goya. Yeah, your mate. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway, he leaves a note for Goya saying um, uh, whatever, whatever, but he signed it as Blade because he knew that he couldn't do this movie without him. And it pretty much it was just like, let's just fire Wesley Snipes because he got to the point of he was too big for the character. Um, but in saying that, Ryan Reynolds, Jessica Bill, that whole subplot was a bit. Blade mm. was good because it was Blade. It was Blade. It was Wessler. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Right? That's it. Yes. That's they, you had, need. they had, they had, they had you know, two other characters, whatever, but that was it. It was Blade. Blade 2 was good because even though they had the other vampires come in, they weren't they weren't Blade's buddies. They weren't really working. They they formed a union for a common enemy. But at the end of the day, they just want to blade God anyway. And it was still good because it was still Blade. This is like Blade and Friends. Yeah, exactly. Blade and Friends. Like, the, what were they called, that, the group they had together? I don't know. Night, some... Night Vision or Night Stalker or something? Night, Night Walkers Night or some shit? Like, I don't know. The the fantastical, fruity, loopy vampire killers? Who cares? Fantastic Four. Oh, oh, oh. And then... <laughs> To top it all off, ah, oh, the villains—they were shit too. Um, well, it, was Van- it was Dracula in the third one, wasn't it? Yeah, it's Dracula, but he, 
it was that was your CGI villain at the end, you know? It was crap. Um, but yeah, it was Dracula. So you think, you know, you get the big bad. They even credit him as Drake, not even Dracula. So you think you get the big bad. Ooh, Drake, oh, that's right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they changed the name for no reason. Yeah, that's right. But you know what I, I, like, I want to talk about right now? What? Triple H. Oh, that's right. He was in that number. Yeah, <laughs> yeah remember, remember Triple H? I remember liking him. Uh, I remember you saying he was alright, but you hated... Because well, I remember when you watched this, um, you were you were complaining about his fighting. You were like, he's such a shit fighter. He's just throwing these stiff punches. He's so shit. And you're right. It was pretty crap. I remember, I remember you complaining <laughs> I have no, so much no about recollection, him. recollection of that. Oh, well, you know, I remember everything. But, man, you know what? It was... This movie is the perfect example... It's the, this movie did a The Predator before The Predator did it last year, right? It mm. was just a studio mess. There was too many cooks in the kitchen, too much going on. They tried to make the movie too many different things. It was They tried their comedy, their horror. They just tried too much. Should have stuck to the basics, should have kept it blade. But they didn't do it, and it bombed. And then they made the TV series, which I don't do you even know. I think that starred Sticky Fingers. You don't know what I'm talking mm-hmm, about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did you ever watch that? No. No, nah, there you go. So Blade Trinity literally killed what I think could have been a profitable franchise if they continued strong. Well, I mean, it still made money in the box office because um, of the goodwill of the first two. But <sighs> I guess... There's the reason why this is so, and I did at the top of this podcast. I said it, um, it was a cult classic, but it, that's probably not the right term. It was successful. It was never mainstream though. Um, like it was never had the. It never had the. If you said Blade to pop culture fans, even today, I would be like maybe half of them would get it. I mean, if you didn't have the news of a remake, I doubt if many people had even seen it, particularly like millennials and people born in like the 2000s. Oh, man, look. It's funny you mentioned that. I was talking to so, uh, two 20-year-olds. Which is like not a bad thing, but I'm just saying it's, no, 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 it's but successful, like, but it's not super mainstream. This is a perfect example of what you're talking about. and I'm not having to go at this. It's just, this is just what yeah. it was. I was talking to a 19-year-old and a 20-year-old last week. And um, they they're talking about Spider Man. Uh, they listen to the podcast. No, I'm kidding. They don't. But um, they were talking <laughs> about Spider Man, and I was saying, "Oh yeah, um, I knew Mysterio was going to turn because of the comics." Hmm. And they were like, "Oh, we we had no idea." And I'm like, "What do you mean you had no idea?" Because you know, to me, Mysterio is just like common knowledge. Yeah, exactly. But they always said that until they, you know, like they were watching the Avengers, they didn't actually know. Like they're watching all these movies, but they didn't even know these comics existed. Their yeah. introduction has been these films, which yeah. I think is awesome as well because it brings a whole new generation that didn't even know these guys existed. So there's probably a whole generation of people that will now go back and watch. Hopefully, they just watch Blade 1 and 2. And don't worry about Trinity. But they'll watch all these Blade movies. Oh, you know what? No, I've got an issue with that. i got to fuck those kids. You know why? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Why is that? Fuck you lay down the law. 
Fuck these ignorant kids. Because you understand, right? I used to get, not bullied, but beat up because I read comic books when I was a kid. Mate. And I've done my time. I've done my fucking time. I've read a lot of comic books. And I have drawn, I used to draw Spider-Man all the time. I used to draw Batman all the time. I used to, you know, I fucking used to, I made my own superhero costumes when I was a kid. I used to make my younger brother play superheroes with me. Like, if you don't know the basics about, like, who Mysterio is and the fact that he's part of the, um, uh, uh, I guess you'd say, um, roster of iconic Spider-Man villains, get the fuck out of my face. You're the per- <laughs> You're the people that are jumping onto this bad wagon like I said, that are getting fanatic over this pop culture, we're team Marvel, cheer, 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 rah, 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 bullshit fan wave, where all you do is watch these films and say, yeah, I'm a nerd. I like comic book movies. No, you're not a nerd. You're not, because you don't own any books, right? You don't own the fucking Spider-Man animated series. You don't know. <laughs> yeah, but you they didn't, do. You didn't, you didn't fucking own. torrent. You didn't torrent the X-Men animated series. You didn't torrent the Batman animated series. The fucking twenty. Yeah, 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 listen, listen. They do. Okay. They do own a lot of shitty merchandise. I'm gonna that doesn't that. mean anything. Mer- <laughs> just because you own a T-shirt and you drink out of our fucking Avengers coffee cup, fuck you. Read the fucking books. This is what upsets that? me. Did you hear that, Hui and Fong? You fucks. That's, that, <laughs> Are they your friends? Point. Yeah, they're my friends. They don't listen to this podcast. They do, they do, actually. Oh, okay, I'm sorry, guys. Huge, you all suck. Read a fucking comic book. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, guys. No, 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 they're not the 20-year-olds I was talking about. They're my mates, but still, fuck those guys. Don't apologize. (laughs) Well, no, 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 no. I'm tired of them always (laughs) saying the Avengers are so great. But you know what? I was there with the print, with the ink on my fingers, freaking reading these comic books, man. And you know what? You know what else grinds my gears while we're on it, Sam? What's that? Try being a 30-year-old wrestling fan. For 27 years of my life, people look down on me for liking wrestling. Now, all of a sudden, Batista's in fucking Guardians of the Galaxy. John Cena is in Bumblebee. The Rock is Dwayne motherfucking Johnson. And then all of a sudden, wrestling is cool. And it's like, I went my whole life being a fan of the WWE. Right? And now, all of a sudden, there's all these douchebags running around with their little Bullet Club t-shirts or whatever, and it's common, it's it's okay to like wrestling. Well, you got these people mm. that like wrestling because they see these guys in the movies. Mm. You know what? Do the hard yards. Do I'm the hard yards. You, Sam, I'm here with you. Forget <laughs> these guys. <laughs> That's what upsets me, is that, on uh, one hand, I'm glad... But then one other hand, I'm like, I wish these things weren't mainstream. I wish they people still thought I was a nerd. I wish people still didn't get re- like just. I just feel like they're just playing to a wide, such a wide audience now that they're all PG. They all have got nothing to say. They all have no substance. They're all pretty much the McDonald's of films. Man, Whereas I'm, I'm, in the '90s, you got fucking crazy Wesley Snipes, killing cunts. Killing and that is perfect. Perfect. Mate, Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes. And to Fuck. finish on that point... Martial arts, man. And yes. I keep saying this. Marvel's done such a great job from taking shitty properties that you understand. Nobody read... Like, 
to those T twenty year olds, you fucks. Nobody read Avengers because it was such a shit fucking book. Nobody cared about Iron Man. Nobody cared, gave a fuck about Thor. Thor wasn't even in production. A Captain America wasn't even in production because nobody read those fucking things because they sucked dick. Okay. And then Marvel came along and they turned shit into gold. And he had them so many props and so much credit for turning gold, Jerry. Gold. garbage into good. Good, 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 or great films. But what upsets me now is that they've done such a good job. They market it so well that everybody loves them. And nobody understands the context of the stories. No one's really invested. They just watch film to film to film and think they're a fucking expert and shit down my neck. Get off my neck. Stop shooting on it. Yeah. And lastly, DC has has the better books, but you yes. don't know that, you wouldn't know that because you don't know you don't like the DC movies. Well, let me tell you something: if you're a true comic book fan, you'd read the DC books because the DC books have fucking iconic iconic stories which uh, resonate and are timeless and are actually literally Marvel, uh, literally. Um, when you say pieces, time, when you see timeless, timeless like uh, Superman, Ma- I was gonna say. Um, Masterpieces. That's what I was gonna say. Listen, and they're just iconic. But you, can, oh, because you don't like fucking oh, Suicide Squad. I'm not gonna watch. I'm not gonna read it. Like, fuck off. All right. Take a breath. Take a breath. Take a breath. <laughs> I'm hot, friends. Listen, I'm hot. you're hot. You gotta calm. You gotta calm down. Calm down. Calm down. All right. Uh, these kids. These kids. No, you know what? Fuck these kids. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been a great shotgun podcast. Yeah. Thank you very much for uh, texting me first thing this morning and saying, we're doing a podcast. And uh, yeah, man, this, is, this has been great. Blade, I just want to say this, Wesley Snipes, great martial, underrated martial arts actor. Michael Jai White, who played Spawn, also great, underrated martial arts actor. Watch those guys. They're fantastic. And uh, follow me at A Real Phony on Twitter. Do it. Do it now. Don't follow me on Twitter. I don't want your I don't want your followership. But follow the Full Metal Movie Reviews podcast on Twitter at FMMRPod. Or as always, um, you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, um, uh, podcast app, uh, Google Podcasts, wherever you find good podcasts. Not anymore. We've just lost like... <laughs> <laughs> everyone, hey, who listens, everyone who listened is at the age of 20 and they're just like, <laughs> fuck those guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um... <laughs> If you've got something to say, tweet at me, man. Shit down my neck. Look, I appreciate you and I love you all. And if you're 20 and you haven't read a comic book, that's fine. I'm just glad you're listening. Um, And until next week, we'll see you later.